Hi, my name is Tyler Mowry, and welcome to the Writer's Mind Podcast, episode 29. All right, welcome to another episode. If you want to listen to episode 30 and all of the other even episodes, you can find them on the Patreon, patreon.com slash the writer's mind. So, you know, if you're not in there, you're missing half the podcast. Um, it's been pretty cool uh, making those as well. It's actually crazy when you're doing two a week, like I've been doing, you're, I mean, I'm already at episode 30. I feel like I just started this thing. Um, so that's pretty cool. Really kind of banging them out. Um, but I'm really enjoying this. I mean, this is, and I hope you guys are too. This is a, I'm really enjoying this podcast. Anyways, today, what I want to talk about is visualization. Um, this isn't really something I've done very much, uh, but it's been something I've been thinking about more recently. Um, and it's been intriguing to me. As I was finishing up that um, Miracle Morning book that I spoke about uh, on the, I think it was podcast 27. Um, as I was finishing up that book, he goes into talking about visual visualization and why he thinks it's a good tool and how it can be beneficial. And I have not been somebody who has been super into that uh, previously just because it's it's a habit you have to build. It's something you have to do. I've never been against it at all, but it's just never something that I've done. And there's kind of some different ways to look at visualization. And I want to look at them in their different lights and then talk about you know which way may, might be best for you to look at it within your current worldview or personal framework. So there is the sort of more esoteric view on visualization, um, the more you know, kind of magical or whimsical or outside of traditional thinking view. Uh, and that's looking at visualization as an element of manifestation. So the idea that you can manifest things into your life by focusing on them. So visualization is a tool to bring things that you want into your life by imagining what you want. And that sort of allows it to, to exist and kind of come forth. And there's a lot of other ways you can also look at this. So there are some people who, who think that visualization works very much in this way or manifestation very much works in a way of you actually can kind of influence what happens ahead of you by what you're thinking about. Uh, and I agree with that kind of notion that what you think about obviously affects what happens. I think there's another way of looking at visualization for maybe those who aren't super heavy into manifestation and these sorts of things where really, if you think about it, what you focus on magnifies, right? So if you are constantly thinking about particular things through visualization, for example, then it's placing your mental attention on those things. And then when you're out in your life, your attention is filtering things that are related to what you are thinking about. 
which just makes sense, right? It's just the, like the idea that if you're trying to buy a new car and you're trying to buy a Toyota Camry, suddenly you see Toyota Camrys all over the place because you're thinking about it. It's in the center of your attention. The same thing operates for goals and what you want and in regards to visualization. If you are thinking about money, for example, and making money and that you are constantly visualizing having more money, you're constantly visualizing money opportunities, what you, what will happen is that in your life, your attention is on that and then suddenly you're starting to see different potential money-making opportunities around you because your attention is placed on that. And another big thing with visualization I think can be beneficial is the idea of creating some clarity. So if you want to be a writer and you start visualizing what it might be to be a professional screenwriter, what will happen is there will be elements of that that you are starting to fill in the gaps that you haven't thought about previously because you are trying to visualize what that looks like. Where is your office going to be? What city would you prefer to live in? Who would you like to hang out with? What would your day-to-day look like? When you're going through those kind of minutia day-to-day visualization moments and thinking about what it might look like 10 years from now, it helps you fill in the gaps and it can help you orient your attention on the things that you need to focus on to get to this specific goal. Now, I think what people get wrong about this sort of stuff is that I absolutely do not believe just thinking about something brings it into your life. It helps you place your attention on certain things and it can bring good choices and good opportunities into your view, but that is different than it actually bringing these things fully in. It's just like if you are constantly thinking about your story idea, at a certain point, it's not going to get any clearer and you have to write it right? So I would say you can really think of visualization as thinking about your story idea and then the actions that you need to take based upon what you want being writing. And so it is a tool just like you can see manifestation as a tool. And really what it becomes is attention is your tool. You're placing your attention on things for a future goal. And you can go more or less into the other elements of that into the, but you don't even have to go far into manifestation and these sorts of things just to find the simple idea, which is what you focus on magnifies. And if you place specific focus on things, it magnifies more specifically. And what I've also found is this works to help you like get energy for what you're doing, right? Because if you have, back to the writer analogy, if you have a view of like what you want your life to look like as a writer 10 years from now, now you are beginning to think about what that would look like and it gives you energy to get work done today. Because you know that today you need to write if tomorrow you want to be a professional writer. And so it gives you something to look forward to. It gives you that energy boost. It gives you that ambition and that hustle and that thing to remember. And that when things do get difficult and you 
are stuck in a story and things aren't working or you can't seem to get anybody of value to read your screenplay, you can still remember where you're trying to get and it can give you the energy to push through some of those moments. Now, the opposite is also true. What happens a lot of times is people place their focus and their attention on negative things. And they essentially, without realizing it, are accidentally negatively visualizing their future. They're believing they can't do something. They're placing labels on themselves about who they are or what they're capable of. And what this does is it creates a feedback loop in the other direction. And I really think you are moving either in an upwards or downwards direction, depending on where your frame of mind is, how clear your goals are, what you want. All of those things really, really affect whether you're spiraling upwards or spiraling downwards, but you are moving in a given direction. There is no stopping. I don't believe that there is stasis. And so what you can see is that people who have accidental negative visualization over time, their life is getting worse. And then they see that their life is getting worse and it confirms what they believe. Therefore, their life gets worse. This is also why for me personally, I have never um, liked this whole culture that we have built around making constant memes and jokes and personality traits around depression and anxiety and people on all sorts of social media platforms are making these things not only something they struggle with, something they must deal with, but elements of their identity and social circle. Is that healthy? Like, of course, you don't want to deny things that you are struggling with, and I'm not saying that at all. But this idea that we're going to surround ourselves with people who are making jokes and making light of the situation and attaching their identity to these negative things that are their current struggles, that is a horrible way to live in my view. If you are constantly identifying yourself as I have anxiety, I am a, I am an anxious person. I am an anxious person. I am a depressed person, right? And then you are surrounding yourself with jokes and memes and a culture that is just being like, ah, we're all depressed. We're all anxious. We all can't do anything. We're all depressed. We're all anxious. We all can't do anything. What's the value in this? And what happens is when people hear that, they say, oh, you are trying to delegitimize my struggles or what I'm going through. And that's not the same thing. What I'm saying is that if you actually want to move out of certain places, I don't see how it's beneficial to you to make your identity part of these things, right? And I'm not saying, because then people say, oh, it's you're saying that it's only a mindset. You're saying just think happy thoughts. You're saying just relax and take a deep breath. I'm not saying that. 
what I'm saying is it doesn't seem healthy to surround yourself with this. It To me, it seems healthy to identify the fact that you are going through something, that you're going through a struggle, realizing that it doesn't define who you are and realizing that there are people who overcome these things and move on and they find uh, ways to improve their mental health and their current situation. But to me, it doesn't seem like the best way to do that is by constantly keeping yourself in this negative loop of everyone is struggling. I am also struggling. Everyone is struggling. I am also struggling. Everyone is struggling. I am also struggling. And then you're just going down, 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 down. This gets even worse. I mean, think about this, right? People who are constantly afraid and anxious about getting sick, for example. Like this is, uh, I think the term is hypochondriac. Um, I think that's what it is, hypochondriac. Let me make sure. Person who is abnormally anxious about their health. Yeah, so hypochondriacs have a higher chance of getting sick, right? If you are constantly anxious about being sick, it actually weakens your immune system. Which means what? Which means that where you're placing your focus has a direct impact on the physical world. Specifically in this situation, your health, your physical health, not not your mental health, your physical health, right? The opposite is also true. If you are constantly saying, I can handle things. I'm a person who is growing. I'm a person who, if you take external things away from me, I can make the necessary moves and move in the direction I want to go. That then comes back into your life. And so these people like to scoff at focusing on their mentality and they like to scoff at things like visualization and they like to scoff at detaching problems they might be going through to their identity. But you can't actually grow unless you do that. The reality is people are not coming to help you You know, I mean, there are people that help you. There are people that can give you advice or come alongside you when you're struggling. But at the end of the day, you really just kind of have to figure it out. And it doesn't seem to me like it's helping you figure your situation out by surrounding yourself with people that are constantly talking about their declining mental health. LOL, it's it's such a joke. We all have declining mental health. (laughs) Ha ha. So funny. What are we talking about? Oh, it's such a joke. We have to take higher dosages of our prescriptions because we can't function on a day-to-day basis. Oh, it's such a joke. Ha 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 ha. It's like, is, is that helpful? I'm so, it doesn't make any sense to me at all. And so, I think what just this just comes back down to that idea that where your attention is is where the rest of your life goes with you. It pulls you in different directions. And you know, I think what happens is people believe that successful people or people doing better than them have something that they don't have just intrinsically. And
and largely I don't think that's the case. And I also, what's interesting is I don't think it's possible to transmit a mentality to someone else, right? And I also don't think that telling people to just think positive thoughts or take a deep breath and relax is the end-all be-all to their problems. That's uh, That also seems, um, you know, simplistic and, and uninformed. What I do think is that no matter your situation, what you're putting your focus on amplifies. So if all you're doing is putting your focus on the fact that you have this particular problem or current struggle, it's not helping it go away or at the very least, if you're dealing with it not by other methods, but by making memes and and watching other people talk about how their mental health is declining, that doesn't really seem like the method to get free of it. And I think that, you know, I really think that in life, you really have to see yourself as an individual first and foremost, and that the things that you attach your identity to are a lot uh, more surface level than you realize. I mean, even the concept of being a writer, the concept of, of what I do all of the time, right? I have a YouTube channel. I'm, I have, you know, writing and I have these different things that I'm doing. And, but, and while they take up large portions of my day, my identity is not YouTuber or my identity is not writer or my identity is not podcaster. My identity is not any of these things. And ultimately, I think certain things that you want to integrate into your identity is, I believe my identity is uh, consistently good at learning. That I think that's a huge portion of my identity. I think that my, my ability to learn consistently and find mistakes and keep moving, and if I genuinely want to grow in an area, to be able to learn in that area, I think that's a core part of my identity. Um, I try to consistently have critical thinking as a core part of my identity, and that kind of comes into learning. Sometimes I fail at that. But I think it's important to think about the mindset that you're in, what you're what you're surrounding yourself with on a day-to-day basis. I want you to think about if that is where you want to be five years from now, 10 years from now. Like let's say, let's say you're a person kind of in this world where you know you are currently struggling with depression or something like that. All of the memes and things you see on TikTok and Twitter and Instagram and stuff are just people making jokes about their mental health and how they need, you know, whatever uh, drug or poor food or whatever they need as self-care and these sorts of things. It's like if you if you fast forward your life five years from now, are those the same people you want to be listening to and following? You know, do you want to feel and struggle how you do now? You know, I, I just think it's about understanding if, if your current situation isn't what you want it to be, you know, 
what can you do on a day-to-day basis that's actually going to improve that and move you out of those situations? And I think that for me, I, I, I cannot speak for everyone, but for me, what I have found is I really feel like I learn in motion, right? I don't think for me, a lot of learning takes place when I'm just sitting around thinking. For me, it's really about the feedback loop of going out and figuring things out by action. And that is what really seems to kind of calm my head and give me more confidence and give me the feeling of what I'm spending my time on is worth it and valuable. And I hope that you can say the same. And I think that if you feel that what you're spending your time on is not worth it and valuable, then I would really focus on finding things you can start doing now that six months from now will make you feel that way. I mean, if you just start writing a page a day, six months from now, you know, you'll have multiple screenplays done. You know, I mean, if you're writing 30 pages a day for six months, you're going to have 180 pages half uh, six months from now. And I think that doing that, it gives you a confidence and it gives you an idea and it gives you this idea that like I can do things and I can, my work can compound over time and I can learn things and I can move in certain directions and I can actually push things in the world and change things and, and set goals and actually over time complete them. And that's all possible, but it doesn't, happen if you don't have that real world feedback. And so you're this is kind of you can come right back to the whole element of visualization. You can make your visualization like think about 6 months from now. Where do you want to be 6 months from now? Visualize that point. If you're writing, if you're trying to have a completed screenplay, think about how you will feel having that screenplay done 6 months from now. You know, spend one time a week for 5 minutes sitting and just thinking about how it will feel having written a feature-length screenplay six months from now, getting a first draft done, you got 100 pages down. How will it feel? Will you feel accomplished? Will you feel like it's possible? Will you feel like you it opens up more possibilities? I think you will. And I think it's a better way to spend your time. So hopefully that's helpful to you. If you want to listen to episode 30 right now, uh, check out the Patreon patreon.com slash the writer's mind and i will see you guys next week